With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, everybody, to Corner 3, the best basketball podcast on the gosh darn planet. I am one of your hosts here on the Fan Bite Show. Corner 3, the dopeness with the mostness. Khalif Adams rocking with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow. It is the one and only John Warren. How are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm, um, I've never been more tired in my life, which is great. <laughs> because that's the kind of energy we need for a basketball podcast. It's just kind of, you know what? I'm bringing Marv Albert energy to this uh, podcast, <laughs> which is great. On, I'm on so Death's wow. fucking door. On Death's fucking door next to Reggie Miller. Um, no, it's good. I'm all right. I'm really tired. Nikki's on the space station this week, but uh, uh, I was about to say we upgraded, but that's really rude to Nikki. I love Nikki too much to say that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, love, I love Nikki so much. We got Secret Bases Kofi Uboa here. Hello. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, we're really good. Um, we're really happy to have you. I think you've been uh, on the Trey Young Hive since like day one. And I just want to say on the record that really pains me to say this. I would rather have Trey Young on my team than Luka Doncic. Wow. Really all right. All right. Don't, don't, don't say that. I would, I would say that. <laughs> The reason why now the reason why I became Trey Young Hive is because I had followed him from uh, Oklahoma, and all the all the draft hype was like, oh, the draft buzz was like, oh, he's maybe he's not that good to be in the NBA. He's too small, you know, all the all the shit that we said to uh, Davidson, Steph Curry. I'm not comparing the two. I won't compare Steph Curry to Trey Young. I don't think they're the same. They don't play the same at, at all. Um, but the thing is, is that. When Trey and Luca got traded for each other that first year, Luca fans was on everybody's neck, bro. <laughs> they were on every everybody in that top five. They're like, "Oh my god, how could how could three five how could five teams pass up on Luca?" And it was just uh-huh. like, "Yo, can these rookies get a chance?" We know that Luca yeah. was already like pro ready. He was playing like the second most professional league out there, getting buckets. We knew, you knew, yeah. just like let everybody. And now, to to come from that to having no help, playing with a seven foot three dude that doesn't like to be in the post, <laughs> like it's a, it, it's it's been a long. It had none of it's on Luca, bro. But I'm like, I, know, I, listen, I wouldn't. I know that. But there's an there. I have to tell you though, 
I don't see Luca doing what Trey Young's doing in the playoffs. Well, hold, hold that thought. Hold well, that thought for one okay. second because right. I want to. I want to. <clears throat> I want to actually actually focus on all of that in an, in a real way. Okay. But before we yeah. get to that part, because there's a lot of conversations around Trey right now that I think are really okay. interesting, and and Fair both enough. of you seem extremely passionate about the way Trey has <laughs> kind of come onto the scene in a real way. But but I want to get to Kofi first just to ask. How are you? How are you looking at the playoffs this season? Because you know we haven't had you as our first. First of all, thank you so much for being our first guest on the show. Uh, oh, me first guest. You're literally the yeah, first guest first we've ever guest. had. So I'm super excited oh, wow. to have you rocking with us. Um, and we've been talking about all the kind of machinations around the the the, the playoffs this year, and, and people going fishing and all that kind of stuff. We started off with <laughs> a picture of uh, Paul George uh, with the title of this episode being "Gotta Hit Your Free Throws." But I, I want to I hear your thoughts about kind of what you're seeing in the playoff picture right now, you know, how you're kind of looking at things and, and, and you know, where your kind of allegiances lie right now. Okay, so I I am a Pistons fan. Okay. So the thing is, is that I can always watch the playoffs objectively because I know <laughs> that my team's not there. Right. With that being said, it has been so refreshing to see all these new, like, it seems like an actual changing of the guard. Mm. Like when the Lakers, and I think it all started when the Lakers were facing elimination. Now in the past, it's like, oh, LeBron in the first round, like ah, there's no way. Adam Silver's gonna like call some phones, and you know, the <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings gonna hit the button, you know. But then when they lost, I was like, oh, oh my, like the new stars are here. Booker is here. Trey Young is yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Like even Luca, who I mean, Luca's in the like great. Lo- in the West, played great. Tried to carry that team. Yep. You know, yep. like everything's fit. Like Luca tried his best. You know. Yep. Um. Who else? Who else we got? Even Giannis. Like, you know, and just like I feel like it's just the new wave of the NBA. I know it's been like having like a rolling start, but I mm-hmm. think it's like fully here. Even even Morant and Mitchell. Yeah. And all of them. Yeah. It's like and I know all of these uh like all these like first take and brace debates are like, oh this is bad for the NBA. Oh, this is great for the NBA. Oh, I know no. so many people. Yeah. I know so many people that checked out when we had Cavs versus Warriors four years in a row. I, I know people that are like, oh, man, Cavs, Warriors again? Like, oh, Jesus, you know? Oh, LeBron yeah. in the finals again? It's like when Tom Brady makes a Super Bowl, and you're yeah. just like, bro, <laughs> like, we know it's not going to be f- – like, like Tom Brady will add another Super Bowl to his legacy, but the game's going to be boring as hell for, like, yeah. at least yeah. 75% of it or whatever. So it's so good. Oh, even Jokic. I'm, like, naming all these players yeah. that just come in, like, and it's like, oh, there's so many good basketball players out that, like, I don't think have gotten the coverage that they deserve because yeah. the old heads are still good, too, in yeah. there, which is, like, yeah. crazy. So, so I – that's fantastic, about John, John. I want to hear your thoughts about that too. About the kind of, I I, I, yeah, I totally mean, agree with that sentiment. I would love to hear your thoughts about the new guard really kind of coming into their own. DeAndre Ayton hitting a game winning dunk. My God, like that's fucked up. Like I I did not have that on my bingo card for <laughs> for, for the, the Like I just didn't have it. But 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 then Kofi's also right. Like the old heads, like CP three. Like holy shit. Yeah. Like he's been playing. Yeah. 
out of his mind. I've never seen so, and I don't know if they need it because Booker is so good, but it's like he's been such a calming presence for that team that could have gotten, you know, it's a young team could have gotten really in their heads when they got down in certain games. Like CP3 has been really good. They keep talking about him like sending everyone text messages at all hours of the day yeah. about like stuff. And I'm like, that's leadership. Like, that's awesome. So it's cool to see the old the the old folks in the league that aren't LeBron or like KD or whatever that are also kind of sticking around and doing some really cool stuff. Um, yeah, I've, I've just been, I've been really enjoying that. I think uh, good close games, like some great game sevens that we've seen, which is like really fun. Yep. Um, and I feel like pretty rare. So Injuries aside, I mean, the only other thing I would say is, you know, I, you know, fuck the Clippers, hate the Clippers, bunch of losers, <laughs> loser mentality. But, um, but like, I gotta tell you, like, I'm, I'm gutted about Kawhi's knee injury because, like, yeah, that dude is playing so fucking good. Yeah, and I'm kind of having all time performances in most of these games. Sad about him. Sad about Joel Embiid, to be honest. There are all these really? storylines. I yeah, am, yeah, I am. because like yeah. that dude, that dude, I think that dude, I have never seen a guy that size hit the deck as much as he did during that series, trying to make shit happen. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it, it bums me out that Ben Simmons, <laughs> ben Simmons <laughs> fucked that whole thing up for Joel Embiid. But it, uh, it's funny that you I say that because I, while I was kind of pulling assets for the, for the show today, I totally forgot about the 76ers losing. It's funny. In between the week that we did these shows. Distant memory. Yeah. I I mean, again, time, what the fuck is time at this point? Like, who knows what time is not even a flat circle. That shit is a vortex at this this, this space. But before we talk about Trey and Jason Kidd, which I want to get to towards the end of the show, I want to dig into, I know John's like, fuck this. I'm turning this podcast off. Um, I want to talk about the 76ers and I, and I want to go back to the Clippers really quick. So let's start with the Clippers and talk about Paul George had a, he's, you know, again, the conversation has been really interesting around, you know, whether Paul George can carry this, this, this team in a real way. Is he actually kind of the player that we thought he was when, when Kawhi was in, he was deferring a lot and not really pulling his weight. Now that Kawhi is no longer there as a part of that, you, we feel like we're getting the old Pacers. You know, I'm running the team, Paul George, in a real way. But he had his goat moment in the last game and literally threw it away on two free throws to, to, <laughs> to clinch it out for them. Our, uh, Kofi, I want to ask you the question. First of all, what are your thoughts on Paul George kind of overall? And then do you think that this, you know, I, I don't I don't know if Paul George is allowed to have a legacy yet because he still feels like he's too too early in the league to have a legacy. But do you think that this kind of tarnishes his uh, his marketability in the ways that when you botch it, you wind up doing? I think the thing that um, I think I said this. I forget why I said this. I said this on a Twitch stream. I said I said if you give yourself a nickname you have to like live up to it yeah right you can't you can't like 
call yourself Hot Rod and then <laughs> just be very like be shit at beer pong. You know what I'm saying? Like ah, like you know what I'm saying. So when he called himself Playoff P, that's when we all and then started like not playing well in the playoffs. Like if he never gave himself that nickname, we wouldn't go so hard on him. Mm-hmm. I don't think. And I I often I actually feel bad for him because sometimes he does have those games where he goes like three for 13 or whatever, but he was actually not playing bad that in game two and he missed yeah. those free throws. And now that's the only thing that we remember right. because right. that was a, anything that could go wrong will. And they were still leading, but you still somehow knew it was like, oh, yeah, that's the game. Like that's the yeah. game is over, even yeah. though they're up by one. That's somehow the game is over. Um, so yeah, again, Paul George, great player, great defender, can like score, off, can like score off the dribble, score on all three levels, you know. But man, it's just that it's just the nickname that I just <laughs> refuse to wrap my head. I, have y'all? Did y'all have y'all ever given yourself a nickname? No, I was never audacious enough to give myself one. People gave me some, but. You know, some good, some bad, but it was never one that I was like, I'm gonna call myself this because, yeah, well, like, what are you gonna do after that, right? You sound like a dick. And he's like, I'm gonna I mean, call it, myself a thing. If I've ever given myself a nickname, it's directly in the service of like laughing at myself about right. something and not, like, yeah, yeah, call me, call me good at business, John, you know, like, <laughs> no, like, I, like, it's not, like the no, closer like, playoff, playoff P would be like. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. I also love his nickname PG thirteen because it's like, hi, I'm a movie that's just not not as risque enough to be called R. Hi, I'm PG thirteen. I I can say fuck once in two hours. Like it's like such a weird. That's also a weird nickname to be. But yeah, I don't know. Like. <clears throat> Oh, George, I don't know. I, I, that old Clippers team just exudes this energy and like whatever. They've come down from two straight series where they were down 2-0. Right. Like that's, that's pretty wild. So they're resilient, obviously, and they've got a ton of talent on that team. But they kind of all strike me as folks that would give themselves a nickname and then try to go out and live up to it. Yeah. Um, and man, fucking Rondo. I mean, I just can't. I, you hate that man so much. I hate that. You don't like Rondo? You hate that man so much. Oh, because Rondo, because Rondo uh, quit on the Mavs. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. that's a funny. That's one of the funniest seasons of all time. It's really. Funny. It's uh, it was like one of the most offensively efficient teams in like basketball history. Then Rondo shows up and just like messes everything. <laughs> it's the funny. That's the funniest season. I'm sorry. Funny. It, it is, got it to is a part really where. Funny. And then, like, Rondo just, like, quits mid-playoff game or whatever. What was that? Yeah. I forget which game he just, like, just was like, I'm off. I'm going to go to Sacramento or play for some other team. I forget what team he went to immediately afterwards. Yeah, I'm done. And Rick Carlisle was like, okay, I guess we'll just sit for the rest of the time. Right. This is a high price. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I think the other really interesting part of a lot of the conversation has been around what we've seen in terms of conversations around leadership. Uh, and I think the one, you know, we go back to CP3, you know, and then winning that game the other night on that last, you know, last second dunk by DeAndre Ayton. And the thing that I remember very specifically was all of them running to the back into the locker room and huddled around. Uh, I forgot who was holding their phone, but like CP3 was on the phone, you know, screaming and yelling with them when they just won the game. 
and uh, they did the TNT post show and Charles Barkley was like who I who who's really right about anything right yeah he really has an actual yeah. good take on shit had the best take of the night and he said where was Kawhi Leonard during any of this stuff he wasn't oh. on the phone he wasn't doing the yeah. you know I'm gonna be with the team and rally around you on the bench he wasn't doing any of that stuff and everybody else on the squad was like well that's not who he is which is true it isn't but isn't that a problem no no? This is this is this is what we know. This is what we know. Kawhi Leonard does. He treats the NBA is like a nine to five for him. That's why I saw I saw a tweet that said Kawhi treats the NBA like a nine to five, and it's great. And like at this end of the day, like that's that's just who he is, bro. He speaks like thirteen sentences a season. <laughs> You know, like I don't like yeah. twenty five points, twenty five points, eight rebounds, thirteen sentences. Like that's his, that's his, that's average. You know, like that's I mean, Chris Paul is a more Chris a Paul is like the captain. Chris Paul is the point yeah. guard, the captain. He's and Kawhi's already won a chip, two chips. Sorry, yep. Yep. and like you know, he's won two chips. Like with the being the person he is so i guess if he doesn't want to feel like i don't need to change but chris paul like wants this he's like 36 he's been close <laughs> so many times yeah. he believes that this is the team to get them over a hump i would be so much more invested you know than and Kawhi I, and being I like oh i've won this twice right? and like hey and that's the question yeah. i pose to both of you would be does a team that has no leader because uh, uh Kawhi is not the dude paul's not the dude I think Rondo is. Well, Rondo's the Rondo could be Rondo in your face be? and be under your skin about it. But then he yeah, would definitely but, like he would be the cat who would like throw you under the bus to management. But Rondo would also <laughs> I feel like Rondo also I think the thing is is that we talk about leadership, but I think that I want to shift the focus towards I think that you want a guy that's like super invested. Yeah. Whether mm. it's like whether it's like rally the troops or like you got this you know and for the sons the aiden was mic'd up and he was like being actually like a defensive leader on the yeah. court and rondo is big so sometimes like the leader of the team or like someone that the team like takes their advice very seriously you might not like see publicized because mm -hmm. that's why they keep that's why the lakers keep like jared dudley on the bench like yeah he's not gonna yeah. sit on the, he's not gonna sh go on the court and give you 20 but he's gonna give you advice he's gonna cheer you he's a veteran you know he's right. had that experience and like rondo's that person um from scanning that roster even like even the morris twin whichever one's there you yeah know, he's been there <laughs> yeah like th those guys around. beat you up right like i feel like rondo right. and and morris will like do the enforcer role which is kind of what which they do right which, which also, I think, I think to Kofi's point, like, I think you got to have one or the other. Yeah. And may, maybe both if you really want, like, a super, like, rallyable team. But, like, yeah, you got to have folks that are, like, fight for your teammates. And that does feel like also, Rondo. That does feel like Morris. Yeah. Good also, Kofi. I heard that Kawhi, he, um, he calls Lou sometimes during halftime to like help mm. so he's like oh, okay so that was like a sideline report where it's like Kawhi is like calling like Ty Lu being like is there anything that we so even though he's like not there <laughs> on the bench like he'll still he's still like invested in the team and the game because he still loves the game of basketball you know but even he's not the most vocal person but I respect yeah. him because he's not trying to be something he's not 
Yeah, I, you know? I get that. And I and I think that there's a there's a reasonable space in that conversation to say you don't have to do you don't have to be the stereotypical rah rah dude to be able to get your yeah. squad to rally around you. I do think that there is a public less the public perception of how that is not great for that team. I think there is a layer that is a through line that goes through sports that reflects that badly as a negative trait to have as a part of a, as a teammate. Like, even if you're doing that call, which I really think that call to Ty Lue was like, yo, fam, wake the fuck up. Um, I don't think he's actually like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's actually like giving him advice. And then he's like, yo, you need to, you need to, you need to move your arms like you're trying to coach you some shit. Um, <laughs> drawing the board. Um, like one of those things, but I do think that there is a, a line there that goes across that um, that that is important for the visuals that go along with that from a teammate perspective. John, if you have any last questions on the Clippers part of it, I want to move over to the 76ers conversation real fast. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think I I think three weeks ago I would have really agreed with what you're saying yeah. about the leadership and the perception of that stuff. I, I watched this team break Dallas's heart. I watched this team uh, figure out the jazz mm. in a cool way. Uh, honestly, like honestly, it was kind of cool seeing Reggie Jackson, like posterize Rudy Gobert. Like yeah. I was like, all right, I don't know. Like they got something right. Like I'm at least watching them. I'm like, y'all got something. I mean, maybe y'all started buying into your bullshit about, you know, two weeks into the playoffs. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, now I, I can see it. So like, I don't know, like they've got something going on. I mean, ESPN ran a piece about Ty Lue that was like, no, he's actually pretty good. And like some of the stuff made sense. Cause like four weeks ago, I would have been like Ty Lue, come on. He's like falling into his success, but I'm like, oh, maybe not, you know, like, and I, I don't know. I think the perception of the Clippers, as much as it pains me to say, it might be too based on kind of what the public perception of them is. And now what they're doing on the courts, kind of like they're kind of basketball. And like, so far they're only down two one against mm -hmm. book. It yeah. broke his nose. I mean, yeah, they got points for like, that one. I, you know, like, yeah, that's I reasonable. I, I think that series, like, I think that's going seven. So we'll okay. see. I mean, they've, they've been scrappy enough to, to, to win two series down, you know, already, yeah. um, which is not an easy feat to do when you're not you, you don't have your best player on the team on the court. It's tough. Um, yeah. Really quick. I want to spend a, a quick minute on the 76ers, which I think is the story of the week uh, in, <laughs> in one way. Uh, and it's less about Joel Embiid and more about Ben Simmons and the passed up dunk that we, that was heard around the world i forgot to pull footage of it to put it in the episode but if you haven't seen it ben simmons towards the end of the game had a wide open spin off of a defender wide open dunk man's is six ten plus and yeah. didn't even try to dunk the ball anyone who was under six feet cried that day because we were all like, I wish that I was you, you big mother sucker. Uh, <laughs> I wish that I was you for a minute. The conversation, again, from TNT that I thought was really interesting. And again, Charles Barkley actually having a salient point. Can't believe it. Two in, a, two two in the same two, show. Two in Who one knew? Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. Career it was like high. seeing freaking Career Haley's high. Comet. For Chuck. <laughs> for Chuck. Uh, was that he said, look, 
I have never seen someone who's been in the NBA be this scared to shoot. And my question to both of you is <laughs> one, have you seen I'm anybody done. else in the league this 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 scared to shoot? And two, what are the like we know the 76ers have to get him out of there. But from yeah. a player perspective, Again, we had this conversation a little bit last week where we were talking about the potential upside for players and how we were talking sure. about this in the frame of Giannis of, you know, how his game doesn't fit the mode of what he's trying to do. Yeah. Ben Simmons, I don't even know what the version of his game is supposed to be doing at this point. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts about, um, you know, where we think he's going to potentially go. What's the route for him at this point? Because I'm super confused as as to why he's even right in, in the league at this point, uh, which is wild to say, because he's only been in the league for how long? Six, six five, four seasons? A few years. I five mean, yeah. less, maybe less. He, he's got a future. I just don't know. Uh, Philly, Philly tried to make that work at point guard. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't see it anymore. I just don't. I think he's a great passer. Yeah. I think he's a great rebounder. I think he's a great defender. Um, yeah, I mean, he's terrifying to shoot the ball. He's terrifying. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, when when there's such a narrative made about of around like is he going to hit the one th three pointer a year that he hits? Oh, let's wait for it. You know, it's like I don't know. That's tough. It's a tough spot to be in. I feel a little bit bad for him, but I also am like they 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 tried to really make something work there that that wasn't going to go. I, Kofi, before we go to you, like I don't know that when the night the Sixers lost, I you you tweeted so many murders out about Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh God, I mean, yeah, the they were they were pretty good. Um, God, I felt so funny. bad. That was, good, that was a good night on Twitter, just generally. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know, like. Uh, I think the longer, the more distance I get from that Sixers team, the more I actually feel pretty. I kind of just feel kind of bad for him, honestly. Yeah, because it's just a rough situation. Kofi, what are your, what are your thoughts on 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 Ben? It's rough because like Ben is still a plus player. Yeah, when you put him in the right situation, mm. like he was second. He, I think he was second for defensive player of the year, yeah. something like that. He made he made Trey Young's life a living hell for seven games. Sorry, six games because Danny Green was on him the first game. Mm. But um, <laughs> he he made he made Trey Young's life a living hell. He put all his effort in the defensive end. Um, in transition, he pushes the ball. He has court vision. He's six ten, you know. But the thing is, is that the Sixers can't close out games when he's on the floor nope, because no. he shoots like 30% from the free throw line, <laughs> you know? And I know that people are always like, Oh, we should get rid of the hack a shack. We should get rid of the, but in, but hear me out once every, once every five years, there's a player that's so shit at free throws, <laughs> but is too good to kick off the court. So then we get this dilemma and each coach is like, how bad do you really need this person on that end of the floor? Right. And for Doc, there are points where he had to take Ben Simmons out. When game seven ended, Ben Simmons was not on the floor. 
right which is like really wild now i think that ben simmons can work i just think that you also need another primary ball handler or scorer on the court i would play ben ben would be a great four Mm -hmm. he'd be a great five but as as a one it gets a little bit weird because i feel like those plays are hard to draw up and i don't i feel sorry for doc i feel sorry for brett because i know because ben no matter what coach ben has there's probably a like a coach has probably been like yo i don't i've never coached a player like this because even if you have even if you have a player it then the shooting thing you have a player that handles the ball so much. Usually when a player handles the ball so much, they at least have an offensive arsenal to go with it. Mm. And mm-hmm. Ben doesn't. And it's so weird because Ben wants to handle the ball in transition. He wants to start the offense. But once Ben gives up the ball, he just sits in the dunker spot and crowds mm. the spacing for Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. Yep. So it makes it so much easier to help. Yep. And that hurt. And I and it sucks that that has to that like I felt so bad when the Sixers. Well, I'm, I was rude for Trey Young, but like when Trey Young, like when Trey Young and the Hawks, like kept just like coming back. Yeah, it was path because Ben Simmons couldn't hit free throws, and the Sixers just have poor spacing, like awful spacing when they're like trying to like be serious as a basketball team. And the the Danny Green injury sucked because like as much as like Sixers fans don't like him, he actually like can stretch the defense. And then once he got injured, they had to play Korkmaz, who's a negative defender. And Mm -hmm. so it just like kind of just like snowballed into this weird thing. But despite all that, the Sixers could have won that series in five games. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's wild. That's the super yep. wild part about all of that, and fantastic point on 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 all of that. I think that the uh, two things that were 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 takeaways from that series that were huge was one, I am infinitely surprised at the end of that series when it when when the final buzzer rang that Joel Embiid didn't go straight just punch Ben Simmons in the chest. <laughs> I was hope I was hoping for it in yeah. a real way. I don't know. Yeah, I would have been. been I would have been seriously. That would have been the first time that I screamed "World Star" and meant it. Um, <laughs> but the second part of that was the fact that, like, uh, you know, and to Kofi's point of like, yeah, I think him at a four spot makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah. play him pick and roll, have him roll to the basket, and potentially do all that work. But again, he can't hit free throws. Um, yeah. But but the, having a great passer in the post can yeah. be a real asset. Like we've yes. seen that with Jokic, we've seen that with other players. I yep. mean, that can work. Yeah, you can do that. But a bit, but it's also one of those weird things when you've th- when you've no longer become an offensive threat, then you then become a one trick pony. And yeah, he had no shots in the fourth quarter for four straight games, <laughs> which wild. is a wild statistic to to say out loud. My favorite yeah. thing that popped up on Twitter. Uh, that still has me cracking up because when I see it is a amazing tweet by Hoops Mix it says, if you ever feel useless, remember that Ben Simmons wears a shooting sleeve. <laughs> I've never My thought about that. I've never thought about that. God. Oh, Ben. That is the Oof. wildest thing I've heard. I keep that elbow day. warm. I mean, you yeah, got to do it. You got to keep the elbow warm. Um, I want to shift <laughs> over to the, the, the man of the hour, uh, who is Trey Young. Uh, yes, sir. The conversation I want to have about Trey Young really quickly is about 
is is he the villain that we deserve absolutely i say absolutely yes to absolutely man this go ahead kofi go think, yo i'm gonna get on the podium right quick bro. i love it think about think about the playoff run this man has already had right he went to madison square garden <laughs> first playoff series right these he he hit the bow he was bowing he was talking to spike lee he, he the oh my god when he when the knicks fans were they were cheering us because the game the series was over and they were just having a standing ovation trey launched it from 30 plus feet hit it and that was like oh i was like oh my god this is a villain and I love every second of this. And now, what's happening? The next, the next series, where does he go? Philadelphia, a place with frown, with fans even rowdier than Knicks fans. And what does he do? He wins the series. And the thing that's so great is that the Atlanta Hawks are overachieving. They're oh. not supposed to be here right now. No, they shouldn't. Now, now to be fair, they're not a five seed. They are. They do not. Right. They're not a five seed. Like mm. they're only a five seed because Lloyd Pierce had them under five hundred. And then when he left, Nate McMillan was like, "Oh, there are some actual good players on this team. Uh, let's yep. use them a little bit more." You know. So Trey is out here, and he's not playing like he's in the playoffs. Like he's playing wow. like he has nothing to lose, and that is incredible. I think that Trey is the villain we all deserves. He loves the attention. He loves the spotlight. He loves the banter. And until someone knocks him off it, he's going to have the time of his life. He loves the lights, man. He loves it. John, what are your, what are your thoughts about Trey being the villain we deserve? I am a Texas Longhorn. <laughs> I am a Dallas Maverick. So every time this guy has been on my radar forever and I've hated his guts <laughs> just because uh, he's just been kind of on the other side of everything. <sighs> so I'm just, I, but the thing is, is I've been watching him really intently for the past three weeks. I've, well, I've watched his games whenever they've been on TV and stuff, but like, I can't find anything about him that I wouldn't love on my team. Right. I really can't. I mean, like the dude is, the dude is just kind of pissed. At, I think nothing, which feels good because yeah. like he's feel, he, he's pissed at like he's pissed at stuff that makes sense, but he's just pissed at whatever, and he's just he's playing with such an energy that feels totally totally unstifleable. I mean, I just don't I don't see that energy fizzling out anytime soon. I think we're careening toward a Hawks Suns final series which is gonna fucking melt my brain mm -hmm. i think i think that's gonna be a wild series um yeah trayon's the, the villain we deserve but i also think he's just one of those like just a teammate that i'd want because he's still an unselfish player even if he's scoring 46 mm -hmm. which is wild to me like that's yeah. crazy if you can score 46 but also you're driving up your assist numbers you're also hustling to get back on defense like you're also doing the little things that really make the difference in a game he's not just some sort of volume scorer he's like a superstar and yeah the new wave of nba talent is here and like they look scary as fuck and trey young like <laughs> trey young like i i can't believe how well he's been playing in the playoffs specifically 
And uh, yeah, that dude's, I don't know, Atlanta legend already, it feels like. Yeah, so. he will never have to buy a drink yeah. in that town ever again already. Sure won't. Um, no. the, the thing that I'm actually really excited about when it comes to Trey is as a fan of 90s basketball where people look like they were playing in cell block D. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate players who can play the foil in a real way. And I think the thing that I love about what Trey is doing is, and even as a person who hates Reggie Miller's guts to this day, because I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> I expected him to do the choke, yeah, by the way. I expected Trey to do the choke. I expected him to do MSG. it, too. I was hoping yeah, that he did it, too. Um, but the interesting part about it is not only for the, the, the Hawks to have this player at this moment in their resurgence, but yeah. I think the league needs this in this way. I think that there has been a conversation, and again, this is like a very old school versus new school conversation, and I'm sure that the, the super young folks will be like, yo, Akash, shut the fuck up. But I think that the, my version of that is like the ideas around you having to like your opponent and and having that right. part of it be in the conversation has always been a a you know a dividing a dividing line between old school NBA fans and new school NBA fans are like, yeah, you can hug up your your people after you beat their ass and do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I he's not doing that, but he's doing that in a city way, which is even better because right. it's yeah. Atlanta versus everybody, and Trey is at the head of it. That is yep. pretty fantastic, and I love that That's fun. because it yeah. makes it so that when you when he walks into your stadium as an opponent, uh, uh, when he's walking in, you know, and you're the home team. There's a reason to hate them now, because he gonna yeah. shimmy on you. He gonna take. <laughs> he gonna dance on you. He gonna bow in the middle of your court. Shot. And it's Ooh. funny because the conversation that happened with Kyrie, uh, with stomping on 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 the, the on Lucky in in Boston. Oh yeah, God. In comparison, that was so in, yeah, it was so that stupid. Was so in dumb. comparison to what Trey is doing, is even cooler because Trey is actually doing the damage to your team and like yeah. kicking people's asses and kicking them out of the playoffs while yeah. while yeah. doing this you know the stage movements and all that kind of stuff which i think yeah, is super wild. cool to see um i actually yeah. really love that part of what's happening in the in the league and trey being the the face of what that what that means i don't yeah. know if there are going to be rivalries that come out of this though which is i think the other part that i'm hoping for if there right. were I Go ahead, Kofi. I was going to say, who do you think it might be? I think, I think it's, I think it's going to be Trey versus the Garden. You think? I honestly, th yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be Trey. Be I, I can't, I can't imagine Trey just showing up to the Garden on like a random December night, and people aren't going to be amped. Like people are just going to be like, "Oh yeah, it's Trey." No, people are going to be like, "Oh, I want to see Trey Young." You need to get that man back. Yeah, he's going, he's going to pay for what he's, he's going to pay for his crimes. You know, <laughs> stuff like his that. You transgressions know? must like, be I can't. Bad. Right, exactly. Like n now, thanks to thanks to what he did, Knicks fans don't like him. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. like you can, yeah. like there there are teams there there are always these playoff series where you lose to a team, and you're like, ah, that's fine, we'll get them next year or whatever. Yeah. But then, but if you, but now Knicks and Sixers fans are like, yo, actually, Sixers fans are like, if I see Ben Simmons, I'm a. But now yeah. uh, Knicks are like. <laughs> Knicks are, fan. Knicks are like, yo, if I see Trey, bro, I swear God, you know, on site, stuff like that. On site. I think, you know, I think, like that. I think, I mean, and, and I, I agree with you. I think that there is a, um, we, we haven't had a, a New York villain to hate 
in a long time. There's two things that New York City runs on. One is Dunkin' Donuts and the other is hate. Um, yeah. So it's like you can have that person be that player and have that thing. We just don't have an actual counterpart to play the foil against Trey and, and the Hawks. We don't like Randall's not going to be that wow. dude. RJ's not going to be that dude. Um, we need yeah, a superstar nice. to be that dude um, in that space to, to fight against that. Um, but I am, you want, I am excited you want Chris for the rest of it. back? Fuck no. You want Chris Ops back? <laughs> no. Hell nah. Like, here's the here's interesting thing about Chris Ops really quick. I think that the, we'll send him back for we'll, we'll send him back for Dennis Smith Jr. I'll take Dennis Smith Jr. Oh fuck, he's not even on that I, team anymore. I'd, I'd fight you for oh, Dennis. God. I'd fight you for Dennis Smith Jr. over Kripstoff. <laughs> I'd be like, we gotta play. There. Like, I don't know. Like, Kripstoff is like a bad game of spades. It's like two and impossible. Like, I don't even know if he's real for real. Oh my but, god. But I think for him, the thing that makes him. And I'm not going to call him damaged goods yet because I don't think that that's true. But I do think that his um, his over importance to himself, thinking that he is a better player than what he has described, that he has shown, is the thing that's going to keep him into a B level tier of movement when it winds up happening around the league when he becomes a free agent or gets traded or any of that kind of stuff. He's kind of done that to himself by making himself better than when he was when he's again and we had this conversation last week for folks who have been listening to the show. So many players who are playing out of position in comparison to what their bodies could be doing. Right. Um, sure. And there's a, there's a big part of the conversation in there. Last story for this week uh, is all about John's favorite player Jesus. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Kidd. Yeah, he's our new head coach, huh? Uh, yes, he is. Got rid of Rick Carlisle left. <laughs> now he's coaching the Pacers again. New Jersey Congrats. Nets, Kenyon Martin's best friend, Jason Kidd. What are your thoughts? And we also got, we got Nico Harrison from Nike to be our GM because Donnie Nelson fucking hightailed it. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Donnie Nelson. I don't out. know. I, I don't know. But I think Kid is nine and fifteen in the playoffs. He coached the Bucks. He's not last? my favorite person. That was yeah, person, he was, that was he was head coach last? of the Bucks last, but he was an assistant with LA. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like you know, the Mavs been super stable, and we were really stable all through the Dirk years. And stable doesn't always mean like great. But um, yeah, we made the playoffs like so many years in a row. Luca seems to be one of those, you know, like once in a generation talents. But mm-hmm. there's always rumblings that that gambling dude Bob Vulgaris or whatever is gonna <laughs> run him out of town. What? Um, wait, wait, wait. What is that? What does that have to do with anything? Well, he's he, the, the the gambler dude is like, like Luca uh, has a debt. Is, and he's gonna he, take out his knees if something. No, 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 no. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying Mark Cuban hired this dude who's like a big metrics guy oh. that's putting together the team in the back. Got it. And he's like trying to control minutes. He was apparently the guy that decided that Boban was going to start in the playoffs and stuff oh. like that. So he's just making a ton of weird decisions. Um, telling Luca how to play. It's a weird scene. Mark Cuban, like I talked about it last week. I just don't. You know, Jason Kidd is not the answer, and and I don't think Nico Harrison is an answer. But Mark Cuban, like he, it's just Dallas sports, man. It's just like yeah. fucking Jerry Jones and Mark Cuban. They're never gonna get it. Yeah, they're never gonna get it. Co- um, Kofi, my question to you, really quickly, is: seeing that this is now transpired, does this keep Luca in Dallas? 
Uh, I don't. It it doesn't make him want to stay anymore. I'll tell you that much. The thing, the thing about this, first of all, one who hires a head coach before a GM? Who does that? <laughs> and and the second thing is that um, Dallas Mavericks just a couple years ago they just got off a seven month. Uh, investigation for sexual harassment and misconduct for yep. 20 years all over the workplace. And what do you do? You hire a former domestic abuser on your as your head coach? Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't care. Yeah. Like, it yeah, doesn't I, make, like, make they, that make sense. They were like, Jason it, Kidd it, or it Isaiah doesn't. Thomas? Jason Kidd or Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> like, both. <laughs> like, I just both. like, this bad. Yeah, it's not it's, a good look. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's not. And I mean, Mark Cuban is just—I um, don't know. He's he's in his own bullshit about everything. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's—I don't think he's a super genius. I think he was like pretty good at marketing and putting together a team that people could be pretty excited about. And um, you know, he's had a wave of pretty good coaches. I thought Rick Carlisle did a really good job with what he had over the past few years. Um, won the championship in, in 2011. Uh, I don't get it. I, I don't get the move. I don't get the move from a basketball or a PR perspective. It's pretty rough from all angles. Um, I don't really see Luca getting better. Apparently, he and Rick Carlisle sometimes clashed over stuff. I don't really get how Kid could really do a better job. It's just dark times. I think Luca's gone. Mm. I thought it was going to be tough to keep him anyway, but I think he's. I think he's gonna he's gonna just get out of there in a, in a couple of years, which is a bummer because then we'll return to um, return to mediocrity or worse. Well, well, you and I can have a really long hug because then we can be like yeah. we're both sucky together. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kofi's Pistons got the number one pick, so Kofi's got to eat a bunch of hot sauce. <laughs> I do. I sure do. <laughs> oh, that was the bet. Day. Yeah. No. So I, I so I tweeted out. They, I said that. <laughs> yeah, I made a bet. I said if the Pistons get the number one pick, I will buy all the sauces from Hot Ones and oh. eat them. Oh my god! And they god. did. Um, was not <laughs> expecting that because the last time the Pistons had a number one pick was 1970. So I thought I really had I had really good odds <laughs> on that. But you know, you know, I'm gonna have fun. I think I'll be more upset. If the hot, not if the hot sauces are too spicy, that's 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 already a given. Right. We already know what's going to happen. I'll be upset if the hot sauce is too spicy and also tastes awful. Oh, yeah. well, because there, because yeah. there, because there's there, 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 there could be some spicy. There could be some too spicy hot sauce and be like, you know what? Flavorful. I actually like the taste. Yeah, flavorful, yeah. dude. But if it's like not flavorful and I'll, no, I'm gonna be just, upset. Just wait but, till you, you get know? to the bomb sauce. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. I've heard that it's not. It's not fun. Um, but the moment, the the minute, like a couple minutes after I, um, couple minutes after like the, the, the bet, I ordered the atomic wings from Wingstop just to see where I was. <laughs> oh, like, how, how did that work? Level wise. I was fine. You're okay. Like, I was chilling. I was like, okay. I was like, if I could do, I could do the atomic sauce. Like I, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm going to be good, but I'm not going to be, su- <laughs> I'm not going to be. But I'm not going to be suffering after like wing three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I've had hot stuff before. Like, yeah, but, I've heard that the bomb sauce is basically the equivalent of watching Ben try to shoot free throw. 
is like yeah, Jesus. You, you would you would hope <laughs> that you didn't have to go through that, but everybody has to at some point. Um, yeah. So we're again. There's a lot of stuff happening in the league. I think the the, the playoff games are going to get real spicy because by the time we come back to the next show, um, we'll be in the middle of these series. We'll, we'll be deep. We'll be deep yeah. in the middle of these series, uh, and we'll probably have some really interesting um, things to share in terms of you know what is actually transpiring, who is kind of stepping up. Uh, will the myth of Trey Young continue to be uh, what what we thought it would be? And then is Giannis ever going to not dribble from the three point line into the paint? <laughs> Jesus. Um, Kofi, you have been amazing. We got to have you back on the show. We got to get the four hey, box man, ready anytime. to have you come through so we can get the full team on, on set yeah, to have the, you come the through. The four box. A, a blast to have you come through and, and rock with us this week. So thank you for, for spending some time. Let the folks at home know where they can find you and your work. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, uh, K-O-F-I-E. You can find me on Twitch, Chill Kofi. Um, you can find me on Fumble Dimension, which is on the Seeker Base YouTube channel. Um, I think, oh, I guess I have a TikTok. It's Chill Kofi um, as well. I think that's all I'm doing right now. Okay. So I'm going to okay. just leave it there. Where, where are we going to be able to see all the hot sauce content? Oh, that would definitely be on Twitch. I ordered the hot sauces like yesterday. $120 total. I did not expect Holy them to be shit. that expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes sense, though. But wow. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah. Oh, geez. I'll, 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 so. I'll, 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 I'll try to snag some because I'm a hot sauce, hot sauce aficionado. So we'll, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll, we'll figure out a way to do a, a hot sauce collab. And, 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 and cry together on on <laughs> um john where can folks listen to the show where can they hear more about it where can they send us questions yeah if you want to join the discord you can over at fanbyte.casa if you go to the uh fanbyte questions or a podcast questions channel make sure you just tell us it's for corner three chances are if you start talking about a basketball team i know it's not for one of the other fucking things we do <laughs> but uh yeah just just let us know it's for corner three fanbyte.com said that's where discord is all of our podcasts can be found at podcastnet.work check out all of our hot games summer of 2021 coverage over at fanbyte.com if you're into video games you can find me over at floppy adult if you do want to find uh, a good uh video that shows you why the mavs are probably doomed you can actually do so over at secret base there's a episode called collapsed which is really good about the maps no one wants to go play for them so <laughs> watched that the other day and i quietly cried to myself because <laughs> it's all happening again. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> love it love it love it you can check me out at kajakins on twitter please don't tell me how i can't cook because i'm sick of y'all no i'm just playing oh uh, <laughs> massive love to you all please leave us a five star review believe that. sorry God, sorry i can't fucking believe how bad paris got you this week oh. i mean i know we I know we've been talking about it for like a calendar week, but like, God, Adam Sessler was talking about your ass on, yeah. on, on G4. Yeah, I, you got, you got, you got, I got, I'm never, I'm glad you're all right. I'm glad you're here. Oh. We love you. We're, we're in your corner. We're yes. going to figure out how to get him back. But like, anyway. Oh, we're, uh, trust me. I have a Google doc that says Paris Lily revenged list. There okay, is a good. doc in the making because I don't play. God damn yeah. it. Um, but it, it has been a really interesting and fun week in that way. Um, Kajakins is a place you can check me out on Twitter. Uh, Spawn on me is the podcast. Check all that good stuff out. 
Uh, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We would love that. Uh, it will help us pay for some hot sauces uh, so we can get into the game, too. Uh, and yeah, we're going to have more conversations about basketball uh, next week here on Corner 3. Much love to you all. Have a fantastic weekend. Be safe. Stay cool. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>